Welcome to Business as a Magical Practice, where your business is the vehicle for your self-integration and soul evolution. My name is Sam Garcia, and I'm the founder of Dirty Alchemy Digital Marketing. And I'll be guiding you through how you can use your business as a spiritual practice and what magical businesses are doing to hit their goals and change the world. Together, we'll be relating the mystical to the world of business so that our work can unite spirit and matter, shadow and light, conscious and unconscious. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. And we actually have a special guest. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll already see her beautiful face. We are here with professional astrologer and psychic medium, Stormy Grace. Hi, Stormy. Hello. Hello, everybody. And um, if you don't know her, Stormy's soul journey has led her to assist others in understanding their own unique internal energy and connection with the divine so that this human experience can be experienced with happiness, joy, and as much freedom as we can handle. Thank you so much for being here, Stormy. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to be here. It was so neat to like get connected and be like, wait a minute, don't we go way back anyway? <laughs> do I, I think I already know you, right? But it was like a reconnection, which is always uh-huh. so, so good when they come around. Yeah, it is. And we have like a, a few different friends of friends of friends yeah. from there. So I love it so much. And we're actually recording on January 1st. So, and this is going to be released next week, first week of January, 2021. So I would love to start off by asking if you have any messages for the magical business owners listening about 2021. Oh my gosh. I do. I, (laughs) yes, yes, I do. What I want to tell you for anybody doing any kind of business next year is that next year is such it is so imperative and just vital for you to understand the need for genuine flexibility the way that we have done things forever even people who are a part of our younger generations who really get the tech and they're really in there there are going to be ideas for each of us that kind of root out and we have to reform them. And even in our business and our ideas, that place of flexibility will allow you to dig into this new kind of air energy we have and see it from a bigger perspective than was available before. It's not that you didn't want it. You didn't research it. You didn't want ever. It's that there's genuinely a whole new pot of gold available that just couldn't come until it came. So be flexible, be adaptable and be willing to release places in the business that feel a little bit stuck or see them from a different perspective. Cause it is literally your handed, your mental um, solutions this year. You, you do not have to push that hard for them. Mm. So I, I talked with Donna Woodwell a few weeks back and she was really underlining that like mobility, <laughs> mobility, <laughs> mobility. So we're, we're hearing that again with you. Yes, it is just the way. And we saw some things, obviously, in 2020, right? Like, and it was so neat because, in a way, where it was really, really hard and it was stressful, and internally it was kind of like, what's real, what's not for a lot of people, it also sent us back home in 2020 to say, what's the real priority? And not only the priority of, is my family my priority, which these are important questions, but if you're entrepreneurial, you have to say, what am I really doing? Like you have to ask again, the question that we sit down and before we launch anything and say, what am I doing? But it was like, what am I doing? Why am I still doing this? It's like the reassessment of the why. And in 2021, you get to go get it. Like, cause you found out that I think for many people that the why was shifting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. So what, what was, what was your, what is your journey of entrepreneurship? I'm, I I know a little bit about your background, so I know you haven't always been self-employed or a CEO of your own company. So I would love to hear how you got into it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, astrology was just always in my life. It was just there, but it was never something that was like, I wasn't actively pushing and pursuing it. It just was, it honestly just felt like a very natural second skin. So it was there. I would kind of consult the moon and I understood the lunar cycles and things like that. And that we are a part of, if we take all of these buildings down, we're a part of what's out there. So I always knew that. So it was just kind of that underlying thing, but I did, I went to traditional academia and went all the way through school, you know, got a doctorate degree in business as a matter of fact. And and in that somewhere in there around about my master's degree, I was like, I really feel like I don't care about the process of business, like process and procedure you can fix fix, like really quickly. But it started to occur more to me that even in business, I was like, when businesses have problems, I think the soul of the business is sick or hurt or misguided. And that led me to immediately understand that the development of the business through its people was really where I wanted to go. So in my doctoral work, I bridged the gap between the metaphysics and business by bringing it through the lens of emotional intelligence, because it was the easiest way at the time to bring spirituality to work in a very diverse climate where we've got a lot of different religions. We call very, in quotes, the higher power, God thing, a lot of different things, but we could all connect through emotional intelligence to principles that guided spirituality, even in the office place, right? So that is how it came about. But Even in the midst of that, it is so funny. I have been guided. I called into a radio station one day to answer a question and win some tickets. I was trying to get a prize. (laughs) And they were like, do you want a job? (laughs) And and I was like, never. It it never even occurred to me that, you know, it's like it didn't occur to me, but it never occurred to me that you could be a radio DJ or work at a radio station. And that was like a job, (laughs) you know? So I did it. And I got trained through radio and and recording commercials and doing traffic and doing weather and then doing shows and all of that kind of stuff. And I spent a decade in radio and about five years before I left, these people who I really respected and were bigger names in in radio and they knew the industry, they said, Stormy, you really got to switch your medium and get to TV or get on camera. And I could not imagine what they were talking about or how I would do that. I had no idea, but the seed was planted. You know what I mean? Where it was like, I wasn't watering it or anything, but the seed was in the soil and somewhere in that next five years, it started to grow. And I started to go, well, wait a minute. I mean, what about this? And then I walked into this building and I loved radio. Like I tell everybody, I was like, radio is the best boyfriend I have ever had because I was so in love. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to touch all of it. I want to know all of it. I just, I want to talk to you. I want to be calling you like 24 hours a day. That's how I felt about radio. You know, I walked into this place that I loved one day and I was like, oh my God, I am never coming back here in this way again. And I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know where I was going. I had no idea. No clue. So when I tell people that genuinely the business that I have now that is wildly successful, it's a business built on faith Mm -hmm. because I was just right there at the edge of the cliff. And I was like, all right, man, 
I am either going to jump and get some wings or the ground is higher than I think. And that was, that was my moment. And that's when I became an entrepreneur and it was scary. (laughs) So did you have, um, did you have daughters at that point or were those to come? No, no. When I'm over here, all leaping in the magic that you're hearing. And let me just tell you, if you're listening, there were tears and like the real snotty boogery kind. There was doubt there, like D all of the above. It was not as glorious as it maybe sounds in an hour show. Mm -hmm. I had two daughters. Mm-hmm. I had bills. I was still in school. Wow. They were little. One of them had massive medical things going on. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, universe. Like, you cannot be telling me to quit my perfectly stable job yeah. and go be a YouTuber and do <laughs> astrology. Like, are you trying to kill me? Are you trying to kill them? You know, it was so dramatic because I'm like that. But it was also this really strange place where I was like, this is the right answer. Even though I didn't have all of the pieces quite Mm. yet, you know? So I stayed there. I stayed in radio though for a year. And I will tell you in this place that I have loved, like I've loved nothing else. It hurt to go in every day for a year. It hurt my heart to go there because I knew I didn't belong. And it was, you know, what I found out in the afterwards is it was fear that kept me there. It was fear that kept me from letting go. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys can see me on YouTube, like this background that I have, that's all this color. This is like how I dress (laughs) like a lot. And I went to work almost every day for a year wearing black and it, it was so hard you know, and then one day I was put into a perfect position and walked in and said, I'm leaving. And I felt free. I still didn't have a ton more answers, but I had built a little something Mm -hmm. at that time. And it was interesting because right after that happened, there was like a two week gap in time and I was getting all of this relief and the world was right. And then I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? (laughs) I just quit my job and I have children. Oh my God. And so I applied for another radio station job at a completely different cluster, got it, right? And got in there. And it was the magic of the way the universe conspires to help us because I got the job because the woman who did it for years and years had a baby mm-hmm. and she needed to take maternity time. So she came back into the administrative position job. I took her job. So my job was full-time benefits, all the snaps and wiggles, you know, hers was part-time. And for about two months, that was really great. And then she came into my office one day and she's like, you're really good. And I'm really happy you're here. I just really miss my job. And at that time I had been working on this company, you know, and I more and more, I was like, I need more time. Like I need more time to be able to work on it. If I could do this, I can get here. And I just didn't have the time because I needed to work. And I was afraid that the universe was not going to provide that I was being crazy. And so she walked into my office one afternoon and she sat down and we were just visiting. And I was like, do you want your job back? And she's like, are you serious? And we went into the HR manager's office and I said, I would like to have her job, which was part-time upfront, no heavy lifting. And uh, she would like her job back. And they jaws on the floor. They were like, do you understand you're giving up your pay? You're going to make less. You're going to have less hours. You'll have no benefits. Like you, you will give her this job back. And I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> can I start today? I, in my head, I'm like, I want to show up for this company and serve the mission statement while I'm here, right? Like you're paying me to be a part of serving that mission statement. But I had this other drive as well, where I was like, I have a mission statement I've just formed and I need time to build it. Mm-hmm. So it was the perfect that's the way the universe showed up. Right. But I was willing to go back to work if I needed to, because I was like, okay, I also don't want to be crazy. Now, the better part of this that really got Stormy Grace into full entrepreneurial mode is that I came into work one day and they said, oh my God, you just made this shift. And it's like a big deal. And we're so sorry, but we have to cut our administrative position. Like our company has said, we have to lay off all kinds of positions and we have to cut you your position. And I wasn't afraid at this point. It was like a new faith had been kind of formed, you know? And I was like, whatever happens, I'm going to be okay with this business. But what they did, and they didn't have to, they gave me a severance package that covered two months of my whole life expenses. And I took that, I invested it, and then I built Stormy Grace solidly and launched it. Amazing. Those are things that I could not have thought of to put in order. At that point, did you feel a lot of faith or was it still very snotty? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was both. And that is when I really like solidly found out that I'm like, you know, I heard somebody say once faith and fear cannot exist simultaneously. And I'm like, oh, I want to call some cuss words on that because yes, they can. And I will tell you because I watched my feet move faithfully. I watched myself talk to whatever this power is and say, I just think that you're telling me this is the right thing. And I was scared, but Mm -hmm. I took faithful action. And I think that's what courage is, you know? And it, it was a childlike faith because I had nothing to base my entrepreneurial success on. I hadn't built anything before, you know? And the people around me, like in my family, they were scared. And and why would they not be? They were like, oh my God, you're going to be a YouTuber? What even is that? You know, this is like eight years ago. Being a YouTuber was like a cute thing you do in the closet and you make like, <laughs> make like cat with cucumber videos. That's uh-huh. like what you do if you YouTube, you know? So to really launch this whole thing, they were afraid for me. And I had to see myself walk and move faithfully, but I also had to align myself with people who had already been YouTubers because I couldn't keep asking my family. They were too afraid and I wouldn't have built, I would have just caught their fear. Mm -hmm. And then I know what I would have done. I know me. I would have gone and picked up another job and I would have gotten kicked out of that job. The universe would have thrown me out. You know, because it's just not where I belonged anymore. And I watch it all the time with my clients now. I'm like, it's okay if you're not ready to go. But the universe will provide you the kick out. And then at some point, you've got to decide to get on board with that. Mm, so good. Oof. Yeah, How so fun. it was snotty. Snotty and faithful at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a good word for that, but maybe that'll come later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was like, there were, there were many, many hitting my knees. Oh my God level cuss word ridden prayers. <laughs> and I did it anyways. Yeah. And so you, I, first I didn't catch that, that that's kind of, you jumped into business as YouTube focused. I didn't, I didn't know that. I know you have a super successful YouTube channel. I think you have over 70,000 followers at the time of recording. And you just started a new channel for business specific. And 
I'm curious if, if you have any juicy nuggets to share about starting and growing a YouTube channel. Yeah, I do. Do it. Like if you feel like you should be doing a YouTube channel, do it. Start. Start. And it is scary and you don't know what you're doing and you're probably not going to have your whole process, but start. Because once you start, you can see how you operate Mm -hmm. and you can see, like I, for me, like I know there are people who can like plan it out and then launch and follow their plan. And I plan it out and I'm like, that's crap. And then I go do my own thing and figure out what works. Right. And that seems to be when I am received the best. So I think if you're thinking, I have something to say, or I have a skill to teach, or I have a perspective, nothing is stopping you except for you. Turn on your phone, turn on your camera, and just start. From there, it seems like the bug gets us, and then you can grow that thing. But you can't grow what you haven't started. So just start. Make a video. You know, the chances are that if you just record one video and post it, nobody's ever going to see it unless you've done something naked, right? Like uh-huh. naked videos go viral all the time. So if you've done something weird like that, uh-huh. you'll be found overnight. But other than that, you have the chance to post your video about making pasta and, and watch yourself on camera and then say, oh, I'd like to do this better better. And then you can start to get that thing out there. So I, my wholesale suggestion is start. Just start. Mm-hmm. You'll even figure out what else you have to talk about if you start. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm guessing consistency is also key with this. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. as I got into it, you know, after the just start, ah. <laughs> I did find that if I was going to be, because I did have that background in business. Mm-hmm. right? So that did help me. So then I was able to lay out a business plan and say, okay, what do I want to do to really take this forward? If this is where I feel like I'm called to be, how does this align with my business plan? And then consistency. I needed to learn about the algorithm. And all I did was watch other YouTube videos. And I learned about how consistency in the algorithm works. But I also learned that consistency for me mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur was key. You know, because where I go, and not everybody does this, but where I go is I'll get a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of ideas, and I won't turn them into actual content. Mm -hmm. I spend too long thinking about them. So I have to get an idea, write it down, and then do it, Mm -hmm. right? Like I had to. And so that level of consistency as well keeps my my engine like lubed and ready to go. And it lets people know where to find me, how to find me, what they can expect from me. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like having started on YouTube is the reason that you were able to get to a certain level of success that supported your family as quickly as you did? Yeah, I do. And I think that I didn't, I was not ever in the, even in the business plan or in the faith moment or the, you know, whatever, I was never offered another opportunity to do it a different way. It seems like at this particular point in time, you know, and maybe it's because I did all of that training and broadcast that I understood the power of turning on a camera or a microphone to be valid, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe it was even that. But I did find that like before I started charging clients and I was still getting my education under my belt and getting the business built and all of that stuff, I made money from YouTube, right? And I was like, yeah. So it was of absolute quick benefit that as soon as I hit a thousand subscribers, I could monetize my channel. And then, you know, and it was like peanuts in the beginning. Um, but then that started to grow and that those little peanuts in the beginning were huge for me, you know, and it was income to my family. 
in proof that it was working, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have taken the principle in my business since I started it to, yes, I have many of my own ideas. I have a way that I craft and I do things, but I also have let my audience not only grow with me, but raise me a little bit because I come from the perspective that my audience has ideas about what they want and what they want to see. And I can listen, Mm -hmm. right? I can just listen. I can talk to them in the comment section and I can engage them. And then I can deliver with much more efficiency what we're looking for here, Mm -hmm. which is not the same as catering and just giving people what they want, because I could have a much bigger channel if I wanted to just do entertainment astrology, as opposed to, you know, actual business professional astrology. And not to say that entertainment astrologers are not professional. That's not what I mean. But there's something very entertaining about not having to do it the way that I do. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's, that's where I wasn't willing to cater. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to do that kind of astrology. So yeah. There's, there's a lot that happens once you kind of start to navigate, but YouTube was, has been phenomenal for me. Mm, And you're, you're embarking on a new phase of that a little bit. And I, that's the whole reason why I brought you on today. Cause I, I, you are doing a full on crowdfunding campaign in order to do a full year of free astrology classes on YouTube. Yes. Why, what's the decision behind crowdfunding it? Oh man, you know, really, so the idea does come straight from astrology and from what we've seen in society in this last year. And so astrologically wise, not gonna like glaze your eyes over, but we're coming into the year of Aquarius. And so we're here, it's an air sign, but Aquarius is also very much so about communities. But it's not just communities, it's what do I have to add as an individual to my community to lift the whole community up? You know, so as we um, saw last year, we had to pull together as as a as a country. We had to pull together, even though there was a lot of division, as a globe to figure out what we were going to do to take us all forward. Right? It was like, oh, there's a pandemic. We all need to survive this. So it mm-hmm. became pretty imminent that we do that. So as I was sitting down and thinking through my business plan and thinking, okay, like what's my next level up? What do I have to give in 2021? And I saw a lot last year. I saw students who couldn't afford to take the astrology classes yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were willing and maybe they applied for the scholarship and they didn't get it, but they were avid and they wanted to study and they wanted to practice, but financially they couldn't quite do it just yet. Mm-hmm. I also had the opportunity to sit down in um, tutoring sessions and things like that and see that I was a self-studier in the beginning as well, you know, so I have nothing against the self-studier, but what happens when you self-study is that you don't know the gaps that you have. Yeah. So as I sat down with people and we were studying and they're like, I'm ready to move towards being a professional. They had so many gaps in just the foundation. And I was like, I remember that when I got under someone else's eyes, like a mentor's eyes, I had so many gaps that I didn't know were there Mm -hmm. because you can't know when you're doing yourself. So all of this kind of coming around, I was like, well, if this community, if it's really serious, like if this is what this community and this power wants, what if I just taught all of the foundations live on YouTube for a year for free? And Yes, there are a thousand classes you can go watch on YouTube, but you have to piece them together. Yeah. So it's like um, like skincare. If you use this brand and this brand and this brand, you're not going to get the full effect, right? <laughs> so I was like, well, what if I just taught 
the entire year from the ground up, made sure everybody has a consistent set of basics, not saying that mine are the best. You may not even want to learn from me, but what if you had a consistent year, especially as a self-studier, where you knew and could identify that you had a gap there and now it's filled, right? Mm -hmm. And what if you could do that by adding to the community vibe? Because you have to think. When you take an astrology class for five to 12 weeks class, it's two to $300 per person. So if we crowdfund that thing and you maybe give that $30 and you get to learn from it for a year, not only from me, but from other top name professionals in our industry who are going to come teach, that is where it came from. I was like, well, let's see. Let's see. Cause I think it can be done. And so I put it together. I asked these other teachers. They said yes without blinking an eyeball. And now we're putting it out to the community. We've got 36 days to fund this thing. And to make it better is that I remember, and all of us agreed as teachers, we remembered studying astrology and it was like, okay, but you know, at some point I would love to like get paid for it, but I'm not quite ready to be a professional. There's that like meaty place in the middle. And so I thought, okay, well, why don't I factor in hiring teacher assistants this year and we'll pay them, but you're going to apply. You're going to come from one of our astrology communities. We know that you have your skills in place and to help answer questions. There's one of me, 70,000 of them. So what if I give you an income stream and you get to get paid to astrology this year? Right? Like amazing. (laughs) That's so great. Wow. And to be in a business position from snotty crying fear to be able to say, I just won't get paid for a year of classes or I will get paid significantly less. That's a miracle. Yeah. That's a miracle. Wow. Oh, that's so amazing. You guys, we're going to put the Kickstarter in the show notes if you're watching it in real time. Uh, Campaign ends February 7th, 2020. February 7th. Yes. Okay. So, and you have some fun bonuses on there. Yes, for every tier that you donate, there is a gift. I'm not just going to be like, give me your money. You know, like it's like (laughs) you donate, put into the old team. And also whether you want to stick around or you just want it to be good for somebody else, here's my gift to you. Here's a thank you. So there's rewards all along the way. So how much of your audience would you say is in the, I want to be an astrology student and I may someday want to be an astrologer. And how much is people just wanting to know what's going on and know about themselves? I think it's a mixed bag in my demographic right now. And I only know that because of analytics. Um, (laughs) I think it's a little bit. Yeah, I know. Great. Thank you, YouTube. It's a little bit of a mixed bag, but more and more and more who I am finding came to me in 2020 are people who thought they just wanted to know a little bit about astrology. And now they're like, even if they don't want to practice professionally, they're like, I want this practice in my life because it helped me understand my son. It helped me understand my relation to my relations and it's helping me with this, that, and the other. Because the magical thing about astrology is that you can find out everything that you can find out with astrology by going to psychotherapy, by doing your past life regression, by working an inventory. If you're a 12-step person, you can do all of that. The real bonus that astrology has to offer is speed. Mm. He can get you there with savings that you can feel, right? (laughs) And it's going to be soul level based. Like, you know, in astrology, I love it. We don't really necessarily spend a lot of time speaking to the mind. It's very mental. It's a technical skill, but we get right to the soul of what's going on where it's like, woo, 
I've been in therapy for six months. What the hell is that? But go to therapy. Like, please don't hear what I'm not saying. Go to therapy, please. And also to have this ancient practice in, in our lives is, and we look around 2020, how much did you see astrology on the feed or in the news or, you know, whatever, we're a hot ticket item again, because it's remained useful. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, um, someone someone told me a statistic that she then couldn't find where she found statistics. So take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but she was like, um, astrology fits into the spirituality category, and that is one of um, one of three recession proof businesses or depression proof businesses, along with like alcohol. And I don't know what the third one is. Beauty. It makes so much sense. Like how many people are blowing up right now? They blew up in 2020 in a positive way. Like their business killed it last year because they were already online and they're already in like the spirituality, higher consciousness progression sort of field. Yeah. I believe it a thousand, thousand percent alcohol, beauty, and spirituality, because like I said, when we first got in here, if we knock all of these buildings down, if we take all of this away, each one of us is left with our insides mm-hmm. and we're left with callings that, that take us to and away from things. And if you don't have a way to explain what that is, mm-hmm. it hurts. It's uncomfortable. It feels like a longing for mm-hmm. each of us. So if we take all of the externals away, mm-hmm. we're left here. So that makes sense that there's going to be you know, a market for this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in the market, I just happen to be in the position this year where it's like, well, thank God I took that instruction eight years ago. You yeah. know, so it was a good position for me. And this next year, I'm like aligning with other people who have also already been here. And we're like, let's teach. Let's mm-hmm. get this. If this is out here, if this is the thing that people feel like they want and they're called to and will help them, let's give them the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So are you moving away from one-on-one sessions or are you? Never. (laughs) I love it too much. I I love getting in there one-on-one. I have one-on-one sessions and then I also have one-on-one teaching and mentoring sessions and I'm not moving away from any of them. Um, We'll just adjust. We'll just adjust a little bit. And I need a lot of space because I'm I'm a good mapper. Like Mm -hmm. I will, I will map things. But most of the time I like map it and then I'm like, ah, let's just see what happens. You know? <laughs> so are you one of those people who like have, have very focused offerings that are, or are you one of those, I offer a bajillion different things sort of business owner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like it's like, it's like, um, D all of the above, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's very uh, specific, like mm-hmm. in, in these things, this is what we're going to look at. But I do offer more things than I have seen sometimes on other astrologers pages because I offer a lot to the self-studier, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want you to be your own astrologer way before you come see me. And if you just don't want to do that, or you're at the end of everything, you know, then come see me, Mm -hmm. right? So I offer a lot of products that allow the self-studier the access to the software or to, you know, those kinds of things to help Mm -hmm. them do what they need to do. So, but as far as like interacting with me, it's pretty specific what we're going to be doing. (laughs) That's great. So the the question that I was writing down at the beginning of this was, what are you teaching your daughters about entrepreneurship? Oh, to just do it. Like, no, <laughs> that's not, a, that's really not what I'm teaching them. You know, I mean, okay, this is like, this too is kind of a, a mixed blessing question. So one thing I think that I am teaching them is that not everybody is built to do nine to five and, and that doesn't make you wrong. 
mm-hmm. right? That doesn't make you wrong. It means that maybe you have to find a way to give what you have to give or help somebody else give what they have to give and turn that into a business. Like it is as equally okay because I will tell you, I spent the majority of my life saying who would ever own their own business. It's a terrible idea. You're not safe. I was not naturally, I didn't know I was naturally entrepreneurial. But if I watch my history back, it was always me trying to lead the charge to do something. But I didn't understand that, that what, that's what that was. So in that way, I'm teaching them that it is okay. It is okay to be a nine to fiver. It is okay to not be a nine to fiver. You find where your flow is. You know, but on the negative side, sometimes I think what I'm teaching them too is that it's like, whoa, this is a lot of work because they do get to see it. Like this is like a crazy example. But so in my business, I purposely work ahead because I anticipate life. But also in astrology, we like to be ahead so we can understand the energies that are coming. But more so on my side, I have children. I have a husband. I have these things and I just anticipate life and I don't want my business to get, you know, crushed by it. So I ended up having to have like a couple weeks ago all kinds of dental work and stitches in the mouth and the whole thing, right? And the February videos came out, but also I had posted, you guys, I'm going to be less active because I just had surgery. And they were like, did it? What? Hold on. Like the February videos came out, but aren't you dying? I'm like, yes. But do you see what I mean? <gasps> so they get to see, the girls see that like this is work, like that if you're going to do it, and that can be, if you're not entrepreneurial, that can be really scary to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I hope my oldest daughter actually um, is one of my employees and both of my girls speak the language of astrology. So, you know, I hope I'm teaching them some really good stuff. I hope. <laughs> Love it. You know, and not being like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, this is the other reason I say keep going to therapy because forever there will be therapists. And like my girls are probably going to go to therapy and I'm like, oh my God, let me tell you about my mom. Like a YouTuber, and like I'm like, look, when they say that somebody's therapist knows all about you, I'm like, I don't care how good of a job you're doing. (laughs) Somebody's therapist knows all about you. Oh my god, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, something that popped in my head, and I had mentioned before, I've never worked a nine to five job or like a full time job working for anyone else, and. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, the nine to fives are just going to die. And just from the way that you're talking, like through through all this transition with COVID and, and lockdown and all these things. But I can tell that you have a very different opinion about that. <laughs> oh, you- I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think the nine to fivers will be just fine. I honestly do. Because, you know, sometimes it's not about reinventing the wheel. You don't have to be an entrepreneur and go create something completely different, right? Mm -hmm. Even the people who had the same typical jobs and Mm -hmm. they got thrown at home, they had to become their own version of entrepreneurial because they were like, oh, I'm going to just roll in and put on my pajamas and do whatever. And then they were like, we'll see you on the Zoom call. And they were like, okay, hold on, that won't work. They had to figure out what's the difference between my home and my workspace. And these are very entrepreneurial qualities, but they still worked nine to five for ABC company. So Mm -hmm. I think that the nine to fivers are going to be just fine, but the level of flexibility for everybody Mm -hmm. just has to be there. So, and I don't agree that everybody is entrepreneurial. I don't believe that everybody even belongs on YouTube, right? Like I'm like, just because it's cool and it works for me doesn't mean it's your jam. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was talking to a a mentor about, um, because I I run Facebook ads for companies and they're just with the elections and with 
the holidays and with everything going on politically, Facebook running ads and doing Facebook has been very tricky. Like things have been more expensive and accounts being shut down with no explanation. Or like I had, I had a few day period where they just like straight up deleted my profile and they're like, you have to give your identity verification, blah, blah, blah. So I was talking to a mentor about this and, and he was like, oh, I actually recommend like always diverse. I mean, always with that, this kind of stuff, it's important to diversify just like a financial portfolio because yes. you, you want to make sure your, your streams of income or audience <laughs> can like come from multiple different places. But um, he was like, oh, YouTube is actually a, an amazing place to really focus for, for 2021, because the algorithm isn't going to change that much. Not like yeah. the privacy issues that Facebook and Instagram is having and like all of that kind of stuff. So yep. yeah. It's, it is, you know, like really when we talk about those, cause I'm, I'm a big fan of the eight streams of income and I have got mine locked down. And if there are 12 that are available, I'll go find them. But YouTube is a locked and loaded place for me because I can create one piece of content and let it work really hard, mm. you know? And so I'm like, if you can YouTube, even if you only have a small YouTube base, I'm a big fan of the platform, you know, and mostly too, because in this time of community and shift, I want to see you. We've had so much distance from one another that if you're going to teach me to do something, I want to see you. I need to see your eyes. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that I need to fall in love with you, but I do need to see another human being, you know, because we are faced with the time with technology changing right now, moving towards a lot of AI, which will be very good and also very challenging for us. Our job is to stay flexible, but stay human. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we have to human with other humans, I think. So yeah. YouTube is a great way to human. <laughs> it's a great way to human. And just, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping back to the, the uh, not everyone's an entrepreneur point you made. And I, I think that's actually a great call to arms for people who are more entrepreneurial or who do have that, that mission that they want to carry out through a business that they can actually get to the point where they're setting up systems, they're scaling so that they can employ people who are not going to be entrepreneurs in a way that allows yes. them to be flexible. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I am a big fan of when I have to bring people in to work on bigger projects. They're the people who literally tell me I love mundane tasks and it like makes them happy. And to me, I'm like, I'll pray for you, you know, because I'm all over the place. But what I realized is that, you know, what I've learned through just staying alive and astrology is compassion and enjoyment of other people. And I'm like, that person is joyfully doing that job that I don't find pleasure in. Mm -hmm. They are joyfully doing it. And a joyful employee or somebody who feels safe and secure and happy in what they're doing, that makes my workload better. That's a better connection for us. You know, so I I don't ever want people to feel like you got to go out here and create your own thing. You maybe don't. Maybe you just got to make a space for the people who like the repetitive tasks to do that or the people who thrive in the nine to five fashion to really live the best and and deliver the best. Absolutely. Yeah. I just celebrated one year of having my first full-time team member. I hired her December 15th of 2019. And so we like, we're just, I like, it was actually like, I realized two weeks later, oh my gosh, we just missed our like our anniversary of working together. And it's just so sweet to, to, cause I, I benefit 
and the business and the team benefits so much from her work. And then her responding back being like, being able to work on this team, like gives me access and like being able to work remote and all these other things. So it's been an incredible joy for me, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But it is certainly like, it is a change. You yeah. know, we've had an old structure of doing things where it was like only nine to five and you were like really special if you were entrepreneurial. Whereas now it's like there are so many entrepreneurs coming out that mm-hmm. it's almost switched around. And so we're remaking space under kind of a new flow of energy. Mm-hmm. But it's one that is communally based. Like we all got to give here. So I think it's really cool. And congratulations on your anniversary. That's so cool. Yeah. Elizabeth, shout out to Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this podcast is called Business as a Magical Practice. So of course, as magical, spiritual people, we're using those practices to feed our business and fuel our business and make it more successful. But it's also using our business as a magical practice in and of itself. So I'd love to hear how you're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can tell you that because I do say that this is a business built on faith, where that started was at my insides. It didn't start in this business. It started in in my insides and having to, I have a spiritual teacher. I connect with her multiple times a week. I tell her all the crazy fun ideas in my head. And she's like, okay, let's look at that, you know? <laughs> and yeah. we run through like what is really going on for me because I do believe if I take all of this business away, I'm left with my insides. And can I sleep with them? Do I feel like I'm giving from them? Because this is where the real magic comes from. I think, right? And can I show up every day in this planet and in this business as a servant to it? Mm -hmm. So that in and of itself, I think, creates a magic that is when you interact with businesses that don't have servant leadership, you can feel it. You know what I mean? Where they're there to make money off of you or they're there to take advantage of your psychology to get you to interact with them. You can feel that. So in that way, it starts at the inside out. And then every decision that I make in my business is that question of, does this serve? Mm-hmm. And that is a magic to put out on this planet that is, I don't need to take from you. I am selling this. I am giving this. I am teaching this. And if it's of benefit to you, take it, mm-hmm. right? Like to leave the magic of giving people their power of choice back in business, I think is a magical principle alone. And then just in it, I'm showing up. Mm -hmm. I'm showing up. I'm out here in the world. I'm on the stage. I am not waiting for anybody to pay me anything. I am not waiting for people to make my way in this world or the way for my kids, right? Like this is a self-contained little situation happening over here. So as a pandemic has happened, we made it. We had things in place that I can tell you eight years ago, if a pandemic would have happened, I don't know what I would have done, you know, and that kind of business and that kind of growth and learning and being in it, it really does just create magic in the industries that we're in. It does. It makes us open. It makes it so I can say, people, you want to teach with me? You want to do a little something with me? Oh, sure. Let's talk about that. Hey, how can I help you? You know, and what better magic is there than giving to each other and like feeding each other like that? That's, that's all I've got. Like, that's all the special (laughs) magic I have over here. I can tell you where the moon's at too. (laughs) Do you, so do you have any um, specific spiritual practices that you do on a daily or weekly basis? I do. Absolutely. I get up every single morning. And as soon as my eyes are open before I'm out of bed, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. If it is after midnight and my eyes are open, I say, good morning. 
universe. And I just, it is not because the universe forgot that I am here, right? Like it's so that I remember that I want to be a part of what the universe has for me that day. And then every morning, as soon as I do that, I do a daily reflection to get my head wrapped around where can I focus into the lessons, challenges, blessings that are going to walk into my life that day. And weekly, I mean, three, four times a week, I'm connecting with another woman and letting her know what's in my head, letting her know what I'm carrying on my heart. And we talk openly and honestly, and sometimes it's really nasty, right? Sometimes it's the she gross stuff of being human where I'm so jealous and I'm so afraid and, oh my God, they made a video before me. I'm clearly going to die. You know, I mean, it's all of that down to the joy of whatever. You know, and those are the base level practices that I feel like root me into this power of the universe and make it so that I can serve because I have some relief from having to think about myself all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, like my ability as a human being with the human condition to be really self centered and self focused is absolutely there. And I, it's just so hard for me to survive that. So I needed some practices that get me off of me sometimes. I think all of us do. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And then it's so funny, right? Because I'm like, I feel like I'm like a spiritual narcoleptic, right? Like I get all spiritual and I'm like here to give to the world. And then I like fall asleep and I'm delusional. Like I feel like I'm, I'm just giving to the planet and really I'm doing something to try and get something, but I don't see that. I need somebody Mm -hmm. outside of me to kind of share that perspective. And then I'm like, Oh, Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But I'm like a spiritual narcoleptic. I'm like, oh, so spiritual. <sighs> okay. I gotta wake back up, you know. Like it's it's a dance. It's a dance, y'all. Awakening all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you comfortable sharing your sun, moon, and rising? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a Taurus sun, 14 degrees. I am a Libra moon, and I am a Virgo rising. And I'm like a Libra, a lot of things. I have Mars, Moon, Saturn, and Pluto in Libra. So I have a nice little stellium in Libra. So my chart is a big conglomeration of Venus and Mercury. So half the time, if you interact with me, the two things that people notice the most is they're like, wow, you have a lot of color or you're really pretty or that's really attractive, right? It's very charming. And you talk a lot, like you talk a lot and you talk fast. And I'm like, yeah. I am living this chart to the fullest. <laughs> and, and like this scene right here is such a great representation because all of the artwork in the background and then the podcast mic. <laughs> yes, like this is this is this is my chart. You maybe don't ever even need to really see it to understand that this is the reality of it. Oh, so like I'm pretty empty here. <laughs> I know, but what what is your what is your sign? Uh, I'm a Virgo sun and a Gemini rising with Mars on my ascendant and um, Cancer moon. Yeah, of course. But you're Virgo. You're like, hold on. This is gonna be this is gonna be symmetrical. It's going to be professional, right? Like you got it mapped out back there. So we we actually just moved into a new place. So there's like nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's like not intentional. It's like there's, nothing's happened yet. Right. But as soon as those pictures get up there, I know, watch, I'll come back and do another episode with you. And those pictures will be the straightest things I've ever seen. I'll be like, yeah, oh, I think I'm a failure of a Virgo. I really do. <laughs> because I am not a clean Virgo. I like yeah. clutter, like... <laughs> It's, it's not a thing for me, so I don't. That is so that. funny. <laughs> okay, we'll keep you anyway. <laughs> it's okay. I love myself. Um, I know, right? I'm all. 
<laughs> so um, just a few quick final questions before we wrap up. And, uh, and the, a couple of them are a little, you could talk for hours on this, I'm sure. But I, the intention is just like quick little things. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, so what are your quick recommendations for people who are just starting out in business? Oh man, I think if you are just starting out in business, I really believe in the spiritual practice, something that grounds you down every day because business, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're just a regular old human, you really have to be that, um, that read, you know, you have to be able to bend and not break because it, it is challenging. You're going to engage in concepts, even if you're strong in business, then you're going to pull in people. And so to be able to ebb and flow with that and, and bend and be very willowy, I think comes from a grounding practice that maybe this just doesn't look today the way it's supposed to and the ability to survive that. And then I also think, you know, go to YouTube, watch some of these channels, find somebody to mentor you for free on YouTube who is saying things in a way that you can hear it. Because the truth is, we're all saying the same thing. It's just which language do you speak? Which person can you hear? And invest and commit, right? Like commit down, spend no money in the beginning if you can on mentorship. It is out there for fun and for free. Go listen for a minute and see what you can and who you can hear. Like these are practices that have served me and clients that I've helped start businesses really, really well. And then my, my number one after that is get a business plan going. Even if you don't have all of the boxes filled in, start something because it like chugs your, your spirit and your brain along to think, what am I really doing with this? Or where can I see this going? And, and if you've been at it a while, it's like, well, where can I see it going next? Mm -hmm. You know, so grounding practice, free mentorship on YouTube to start with business plans. And um, they can go check out your business YouTube channel. So perfect. Yes, can. It's just starting. Oh. So it's just starting. There's like three videos over there. But I, I also tell people on that channel, right? Like if you are ready, if you're beyond where my videos are at right now, here are my recommendations as to who I have studied with or who I listen to. So they're, they're out there. Yeah. Oh, they are out there. So then what are your recommendations for people scaling their business? Do a business plan. <laughs> See what you're thinking. Like, it's crazy. But when you put pen to paper, magic happens. Write it down. Talk it out loud. Talk what this thing is out loud. Because, you know, from the astrological perspective, what I can tell you is that your business is its own chart. It's its own yeah. entity. So that means it has its own soul. And if you're trying to tell a soul, how it has to be, you'll lose every time. Mm -hmm. Ask it, get pen to paper and say, who are you? What are you? What are you about? And it mm -hmm. comes out in the business plan. And then you can see, hack this, keep that, you know, put this, don't ask it with a business plan. <laughs> I, I, like, I just get it like little thing on my forehead that just says, do you have a business plan? <laughs> That's so funny. Cause I like, I, I, I don't was not expecting that answer at all. So you you, you clearly you clearly have been to business school. <laughs> well, I've seen you know just energetically speaking, I have been to business school. But what I've watched is people, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried to make another person, another soul, do what you want them to do, or have them try and do it to you? 
it's the same with a business that mm-hmm. is its own soul. So it's got to have autonomy to breathe and speak. Mm-hmm. I've watched people push a business to be what it's not. And it breaks the human, not the business. Mm-hmm. We actually did a, we did an event last week called your best year yet. And it was like a whole, whole thing of five days of podcasts coming out. And one of the days was a guided meditation for meeting the soul of your business. I actually don't hear that many people talking about that concept, but I think it's so key. I do too. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, I it, it's interesting to hear it that, um, you're, you're, you're connecting that with the business plan. Cause I wouldn't have thought that, but I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, if you really want to know the soul of your business, you can come get your business's astrology chart done. And remember astrology, you can find it in your business plan. Astrology just offers you speed. Mm-hmm. I actually, okay. I have a, I have a nightmare experience, not nightmare. I shouldn't say that. Oh. I had a, a unexpected turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> where I had a very intentional start date when I first um, started my LLC. And then this year I decided to switch over to an S Corp. And so I had to refile, which of course is like new birth chart. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked them for like, please file it on this date. And they did it. Like they did it like an entire week beforehand. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to look at, I don't want to look at the birth chart. <laughs> it's probably going to be great, but I, I was trying to be so intentional with it. And then the the company was just like, no. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, what's so interesting about that is like these times where people are like, okay, I want my children to be born at whatever, but then instead they're born at a different time and they get like the perfect child for what the child and the person needed. So that's what happened with your business. Like, you know what I mean? And maybe even sometimes I see that happen when a business is not done with the work it had first. So your first chart may still be accurate. Oh, okay. I'm going to dig into this with Rob. I know, right? <laughs> whole other episode. Oh my God. Um, and then uh, final fun question is, what have been your favorite purchases for pleasure and for your business recently? Okay, sure. For so, <laughs> pleasure, for pleasure. Oh my God. I am like a super BTS fan. I know I'm like 38, but I'm a super BTS fan and they're a Korean boy band. So I like went to their online concert this year. Cause obviously got, everything was virtual and I was like, so tickled. I was so tickled. It was like one of my favorite pleasure purchases. So I feel really good about it. Even like all these months later and pleasure wise, I also keep, um, a Korean and a Spanish tutor. Because for me, languages are just everything. So those are my pleasure purchases. And then for my business, oh my gosh, I just love a gadget. Like I just love a gadget, (laughs) right? I do. I like, I love when there's a cool gadget that makes anything easier, but also for my business, like I love things that um, advance it along. So whether that be education or that be training or that be bringing somebody in to help with a project, like those are my favorite kind of kind of purchases. So language and useful things. I like useful things. <laughs> I, I would love to hear about your gadgets. Tell me some specific gadgets. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this year in 2020, I got a whole other setup just for recording, um, just for videos, for podcasts and doing audiobooks. So I have a whole thing, a whole other system that is 
just for recording stuff mm-hmm. and editing and things like that. So that was like my huge, and it was my custom, my first custom built um, computer. So it's like my whole cute unit. And mm-hmm. so then that had to have gadgets. I was like, oh, I bet that needs a microphone, you know, <laughs> you know, because that's a thing. I have like 10,000 mount this to my tripod things. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I've got all those backgrounds galore, you know? So, I mean, like, I just, I'm like, Oh, is that a gadget? I have to tell myself most of the time I'm like, we don't need that. And that is one thing that I've been better about in the last like four years is I'm like, okay, do I need that? Mm-hmm. And then usually I'm like, no, but it's cool. And I'm like, fair. It can still be cool and stay at Amazon, you know? I love that. Oh, that's so good. And hopefully you're making a, a YouTube video on your favorite accessories for recording and everything. I'm sure it's coming. Yes, it is absolutely going to be coming. And I'm going to be like, these poor people are going to be like, she's crazy. <laughs> Don't buy any of the gadgets. It is actually, it's so funny. The flat lay of all yes. the gadgets on the ground. Like, so here's what I'm working with. And uh, you actually only need two of them. <laughs> Yeah. So it's funny because it was, I was like, okay, in the first video, I'm going to give the most simplified version of like what you need and then I'll spring it on them. So so thank you so much for me. Where can everyone find you all of the places all over the internet? all the places all over where you can find me first at stormygrace.com that is my website and then if you come to youtube it's stormy grace astrology or you can also find me on stormy grace business which is the other one that's on there on instagram it's stormy grace 08 and it's the same on twitter as well and you can find me at my kickstarter because i'm happily over there <laughs> yeah yeah and we'll put we'll put all those links in the show notes or in the youtube video so Um, go support the Kickstarter campaign and get some bonuses so you can also have free YouTube school for a year from Stormy. Yeah, and it's cool because depending on the tier that you give at, there are personal sessions in there. And if you are entrepreneurial and you want to know the soul of your business, let's sit down. Oh, that's Let's sit down and look at the soul of your business. Me and you, we'll talk about it and see what your business is built to do. I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like a new offering on our website. The soul of soul of your business astrology chart reading. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go. I'm here for it because I believe in it so fully. Oh, well, thank you so, so much, Stormy. This was so fun to talk with you and hear everything and hear your story. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye, everyone.